Coming to you from New Richmond, Somerset, Wisconsin. This is Filmology. I am one of the co-hosts of the show, Johnny G, and today I'm joined by... Andy Tiedemann. I still have nothing. That's okay. We love you anyway. This is Nick Weninger in the Average Man Review. Do we, though? We gotta throw him a bone every now and then. I mean, you let me out of my cave, so that's that's something. Alright, back to me. My name is Tyler Ruzzo. <laughs> no one cares, uh, Tyler. Follow our film. Moving back to John. Still, no one cares. Quiet, Andy. <laughs> On today's show, we're, we are going to be taking a look at three films. The Free State of Jones, The Neon Demon, and Independence Day Resurgence. Uh, our top five is going to be top five alien invasion films to tie in with Independence Day. Quick bit of housekeeping before we, we get into news. For the film poll we have going up for, for Battle Royale 2, Nick's film, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, is winning with 33%. As it should. So, we either need more, sucks. We need more people to vote or we need to I get rid of that. options because everything is at like 17% other than Nick with 33%. Maybe, maybe people can tell how attractive Nick is so they keep voting for his movies and he keeps winning. My voice just, just sounds like... Voice. I think Chocolate. he just picks more popular movies than the rest of us. How is The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly a popular movie? You picked The Godfather in Casablanca. Just remember That's that. true. What's the matter with you people? <laughs> Sorry, I picked no the ninth highest rated movie on IMDb. Not you, the people that <laughs> vote for your stupid movie. <laughs> All right, we're going to jump into film news really quick. Uh, do you guys want me to start? or who Go like ahead, to? John. I'll start off with this one. Wait, John can't start. He has like 15. Yeah, I, I, I only have one this time. Okay, okay, you can start then. Yeah, go, John. Uh, Nicholas Wendin Reffin, who we're going to be talking about later, wants to direct a Batgirl movie if he gets to make us any superhero movie. What do we all think about this without giving thoughts away on the Neon Demon? Hmm. <laughs> I could go with it. I mean, it's not going to be a convention movie by any stretch so it's never gonna get made but I, I would definitely say yes because I would love to see an artistic take on an, a comic book hero and not just another comic book blockbuster kick ass just remember that I think that's an artistic Great it place. is it is but like I'm saying we need, we need more of it because right now Marvel is saturating itself with sticking to the status quo and DC is kind of floundering with Zack Snyder so it could be interesting to see Batman someone else Superman sucks it does it could, it could be nice to see someone else come in and give us another interesting different superhero film and it would be very pretty it's very pretty that's what reference specializes in <laughs> prettiness. Yeah. Andy, you want to go with your news story? Sure. Martin Sheen, or Michael Sheen, I'm sorry, not Martin Sheen. <laughs> Actually, that would be a pretty good movie either. Okay, anyway, Michael Sheen is to direct and star in the Green River Killer movie. Um, he already wrote the screenplay, so he's going to be starring in a movie about the most prolific serial killer in U.S. history, um, Gary Ridgway, who. It have it right here. Pled, he pled guilty to 48 charges of first-degree murder. I think Mr. Sheen can do a pretty good job of playing a serial killer. What uh, do you get? I would, I would second that motion. Michael Sheen, you said? Yeah. The, yeah. the guy from Twilight? I think I, so, yeah. Is, is it bad that I pick Twilight Michael to Sheen. be wow. my... Well, no, he's here. Okay, John. picture. He looks like a serial yeah, killer. He's the best part of the Twilight movies. Yeah, he looks like a serial killer. I don't yes, a, don't agree with that. Yeah, but okay, you know, like a good serial killer. If, if I saw that guy on TV and they were like, "This guy killed twelve women," I'd be like, "All right, of course he did. <laughs> it's believable. How could he not?" <laughs> I, I think he's a good actor. I mean, he was in uh, Best Part of Tron Legacy as well. Tyler oh, like yes. Tron Legacy. Oh, yes. so. Same scene as Daft Punk. Shout out. That was the best thing about that movie. The, so the soundtrack the was the best part of the movie, but the movie itself is still very good. Man. 
I'm gonna go very, but it's it's good. <laughs> you better add a very on there. Very is a strong word. It's good, very. I added a very. Do your new story. My new story is for Transformers Five. They have brought back uh, Josh Duhamel and uh, Tyrese Gibson, uh, the original two kind of badass military guys from the first uh, couple movies. Were they were they not in the fourth one? They were no, not. They, well, no, they weren't. I never saw. Uh, I didn't even see that. It's bad, but like it's so bad that it's good. You know, it's, it's better Mike. than part two. So it is better than part oh, okay. two. It's got Dinobots. It, yes, Dinobots. For that ten, sounds pretty sweet, though. For ten minutes. Yep. <laughs> just, just, just put it into context. Just the movie's enough. called Age of Extinction, though. Yeah, no, maybe not because the of the dinosaurs. The dinosaurs I mean, yeah, but the dinosaurs should be the focus of the movie. <laughs> Let's just talk it's about the dinosaurs. Age, it's the age of their yeah. extinction. Yeah. The movie should be a build-up leading to their extinction. What about the humans? No one cares about the humans. <laughs> it's Transformers. Nobody cares. Dino Nobody Bob. goes to Transformers to see Shia LaBeouf. They go for Megan Fox. Yeah, but she has a she has things she has, that he doesn't. She has weird thumbs. I Just think. do it anyway. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm excited that they're actually bringing back the original cast because the first movie I actually thought was pretty good. So if they're bringing back some of the original cast and they've uh, added uh, Anthony Hopkins as well. I don't know. Maybe they're actually going to try and make this movie halfway decent. So that's something to look forward to. This is Michael Bay you're talking about. It is. Who just directed but 13 Hours, which was pretty good. Hours, which I actually was not that bad. Yet. And I did enjoy that movie. So. Was it good or was it not that bad? I gave it 2.5 out of 4. I, so. I think I reviewed it. I gave it a 6 out of 10. Okay. Average. So, okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean it's, it's worth seeing for sure. Above Michael Bay's average. Very true. At very far at, at actual average. Yeah. I'm sorry, Michael Bay. All right. My my new story has been kind of an ongoing case where um, Leonardo DiCaprio is being pulled in to testify in a court case related to the Wolf of Wall Street. So one of the characters, um, nice. or one of the the real life individuals, is suing based on his portrayal in the movie. He was uh, the, the character named um, Nicky Rugrat Koska. <laughs> yep. So the the guy that was like balding, and yep. he thought he was portrayed very poorly. And so he is. That guy was hilarious. I know, but I mean, how how do you want yourself portrayed in a movie form? Do you want to be kind of the the, the laughing stock or not? Well, okay, but he shouldn't be suing them. He should be suing Jordan Belfort. He's the one who wrote the book. Yeah, but it's 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 more about the portrayal than just the book. And Leonardo DiCaprio was trying to avoid doing this and even, you know, talking about how he has filming to do so he shouldn't have to testify in this case and they're pulling him in anyway. So not even like famous stars with Oscars are able to escape court cases. No one's above the law, Tyler. Because he has an Oscar now. <laughs> yeah. The greatest actor ever, John. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. That's my story. Oh, well, okay. Modern day greatest actor Daniel Day-Lewis Daniel Day-Lewis does get the crown right that's now. the generation of Bob Leo Daniel Day-Lewis is still alive yes he's still making things <laughs> yes yes he made he makes things in the modern day Lincoln was only what 2012 like, yeah four years ago yeah and I hated that movie oh you trash <laughs> <laughs> you garbage <laughs> you garbage who is trash <laughs> 
I'm just trashy garbage. I don't, yes. don't want to talk to you now, Nick. Uh, we're going to take that. We're going to take um, anyway. Nick's hating Lincoln. We're going to talk about a Civil War movie here with the Free State of Jones. So here is the trailer for the Free State of Jones. He died with honor. No, Will. He just died. I'm tired of it. You, me, all of us. We're all out there dying so they can stay rich. Tax collectors coming around here, taking everything. We'll have nothing for the winner. Girls, you know how to shoot one of these? It's quite normal you got there. Last time I checked, the gun don't care who's pulling the trigger. You know they shoot deserters, don't you? They runaways? Please shoot. They're gonna die so they can get rich selling cotton. That's where we live, too. (laughs) (laughs) No man ought to tell another man what he's got to live for or what he's got to die for. I don't have the patience of five or six deserters hiding out in a swamp. You ready? Just hang them. Civil War Divides the Nation. A poor farmer from Mississippi leads a group of rebels against the Confederate Army. That's the brief synopsis. But technically, wouldn't he be leading a group of Yankees against the Confederate? Because they were the rebels. No, they were not Yankees, though. Yeah, but they, they were, were they tried to be. I thought you saw the movie. I did. <laughs> okay. <then>. He did. <laughs> trying to poke some holes. Yeah. I'm trying to poke some holes in your summary, John. It's IMDb's That's what the summary. internet gave him. That's what oh. the internet gave me. I didn't write Come that. up with your own summaries, John. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're, I should, but IMDb was there and they gave it to me. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Tyler, I'm actually going to let you start off with the film. You're the history major here. Just go with your thoughts on the film. All right, so I'll preface this by saying I am a history major. I have a degree in history education, and I've always felt like there's a distinct lack of good historical representation in film because you have that constant clash between entertainment and actual history. And whereas some movies I feel, such as Lincoln and 12 Years a Slave, have done the balance fairly well, I do believe this film definitely lacked a bit on the entertainment front. I did find myself I nodding off a bit in the first hour, hour and a half of this movie. It did drag a little bit, but for the most part, the movie was was fairly historically accurate and fairly well represented as a movie about history should be. But I do feel that the film meanders a bit too much because it does try to cover about five five years of time, and it definitely loses its its focus as a movie because it's trying to tell such a long story that's trying to hit on so many points and Matthew McConaughey fantastic you know he's great he's being himself but you know years and years in the past but you can tell it's him pretty much and uh overall I enjoyed this movie and I really appreciate that it kept such a good focus on the actual history side of it but it does meander quite a bit and it definitely doesn't have a clear sense of focus like so the movie that I clearly thought of while watching it was 12 Years a Slave and that's one of my favorite movies about that time period because it's very brutal and honest and it's also you know just a great work of art in terms of its presentation and Free State of Jones Eh. Good costumes. Good costumes. And good, bad Matthew McConaughey teeth. He has some disgusting teeth in that movie. Very yellow. 
They were. They look kind of green. They were so yellow. Yeah, I try not to look too closely. I would look for a moment, and then I'd have to look away. <laughs> but uh, Nick, you didn't see it. So Sadly, no. I I wanted to. I saw three movies in one day. Sadly, this was not one of them because it was the longest one. And I had to yeah, you know, pick. So, yeah, I do plan on seeing it this week sometime. I just did not have time this weekend, sadly. I'll warn you, you might want to bring a pillow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, from what I've heard from uh, a couple of people in my pool, um, they did see it. In your pool? It's my pool. It's his pool. It's my pool. That is his pool. <laughs> I live across the street. It's my pool. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, but they have seen it, and uh, they said it's basically just a glorified like History Channel special. Yeah. With, yeah. Yeah. I, I will say it it, ha- it has very good history focus, like I've said, but it does have some of those problems that movies about um, racism have, like the white hero being the main, like the best person in the movie and essentially the only one that can really get stuff done. But Matthew for the time period, it's kind of true for parts of it. it. It is, but it also comes down to representation on film of, like, there are plenty of examples, especially in the past, of white individuals helping black people, and that's that's the movie. His whole point wasn't to help the black people, though, in this movie. So it that, wasn't, but that's what it comes off as. He, he ended up helping the black people, but that was a side effect of what he was trying it's, to do. It's not the whole Brad Pitt, 12 Years a Slave thing. <laughs> that, that part of that movie does bother me a bit. But he was a producer, so he can do what he wants. <laughs> All right, my turn. This movie was, okay, at best. It jumped around a lot, and it didn't really know what it was doing for most of the time. Um, it opened up with a pretty graphic battle scene that I was quite impressed by, actually. Um, it it op- One of the first uh, scenes is a blown-open face. So yeah. you're, you go into the movie, and you're thinking, oh, wow, it's going to be like that. And then it's not like that. I'm pretty sure I was the only person in our theater. I went to see it with Tyler. I was the only person in our theater, including him, that stayed completely conscious the whole time. Yeah. It's almost three hours, and it is... No, it's two hours. It's two twenty. Oh my god! Really? It just feels like three hours. <laughs> it felt really long, and there wasn't a lot going on for a lot of it. It was a lot of dry dialogue, um, and it was not even close to Matthew McConaughey's best work. Oh no, no, definitely not. There were the side characters were for the most part bland and uninteresting. Um, the only one I can remember is Moses. Yep. And uh, Rachel, and I had to think on her name. Yeah. Could barely remember the leading lady's <laughs> name in the movie. The costume design was really good, but other than that, the movie was mediocre all around. I like it for what it tried to do, um, in, as far as doing justice to the history. But other than that, it was long and it was boring, <laughs> and I would probably not go to a theater for it. I, I think we could probably say dull instead of boring. I think it's a little less harsh. I think calling it outright boring is a little... A to little the average viewer, it would be boring. Yeah. That's why most of our theater was all older people. <laughs> like, over 60. There was one teenager... <laughs> like, I lived through this! <laughs> That's not correct, good sir! <laughs> Wow, I was there. People. We would have never let one of them hold a gun. <laughs> <laughs> All right. John, what are anyway. you doing, man? <laughs> um, what am I doing? Um, he looks ashamed of us. No, I'm not ashamed. <laughs> what did I think of the movie? 
you know, I'm not ashamed. Um, what did I think? I thought that the movie was fine. It's average. The I, I was really thrown off by the 85 year time jump to the the flash forward time jump to the, the the court trial that's going on. I don't think that was necessary for this story that they were telling. It was completely completely throwing off the balance of the movie. You completely forget about that during the second act of the film. So I don't know why that was even there to to end on that. The film the film for me didn't have an ending. It was just kind of meandering, and they realized, oh, it's two hours and twenty minutes. We need to wrap this up now. The, the whole like finish it. Well, the whole third the whole third act. I finish won't won't hear me notes. It felt like a Cliff Notes version of events. Like it just needed to hit these bullet points without really tying anything together with them. So I wasn't a fan of that. Uh, so like once the Battle of Ellsville happens and the Civil War ends, the film just meanders and I really don't know how much time is left. Probably like about forty five minutes, maybe a half hour at that point, and it's just that's where I lose it interest. Feels a lot longer than that uh, honestly this film would have been better if they would have focused it down to maybe not a five-year span and kept like maybe a year to two span and then cliff note cliff note the last section in the end and the, 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 yeah, whole, the do, whole thing do a little bullet point montage like they did with um the reconstruction era i want to i hated that i hated that that doesn't like I hated the black and white pictures. I hated the PowerPoint. Oh, see, I, you I, like that? I, oh, no. But, 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 but you're talking about a history movie. I'm Tyler, talking, maybe we're just nerdier than the average person. I'm talking about as a movie, though. Like, it is a movie that just disrupts the whole flow of the movie for me. Yeah. The movie didn't really have a flow, though. I was enjoying the whole first half of the movie that you were falling asleep during. I did not fall asleep. Okay, that Tyler was falling I, I asleep was, I during. Was dozing. I had a long day at work, Difference. okay? I was I fully was conscious the entire time. <laughs> I was way too focused on Matthew McConaughey's teeth. I can tell. I was not. I, so. I, I will say that you were... And his you, glorious you, beard. Those yeah, teeth are not all right, all right, all right. Anyone remember that disgusting goatee he had at the Oscars? No. Yes. I vaguely... Yeah, Nick remembers. I remember that. Goatee. We made fun of that goatee that like was crazy. Gnarly. But now way. it makes sense that I've seen the movie. It does. Yes. John, I I will say you brought up the whole point about cutting into like the it's like the 1950s with his son. It felt like they if they tried to make that a more prominent part of the movie strung throughout, it would have made sense. But they kind of didn't know what to do with it. It shows up four times during a two-hour twenty. I only remember like two or three of the times. <laughs> Honestly, I, maybe I was asleep for one of them. But, you were. Yeah. I uh, yeah that that bothered me so much. That could have been a whole separate issue. Uh, they could have made a movie. Actually, they are basically making a movie about that. They are. Loving. Uh, there, there was a trailer what? for a movie called Loving, which is being done by Jeff Nichols. It is the reverse. Oh, it premiered at uh, Cannes, I think. I think so. It has yep. Joel Edgerton and Michael Shannon, and it looks. Yeah, I've heard fantastic things about it. Cool. So, I, it actually it looks like the better version of those four little cutscenes. Oh yes, <laughs> and I, I definitely agree. It took me out of the movie every time, um, and every time that it happened. I was just wondering why. It doesn't... The it, whole time. It didn't add anything to the movie. It just distracted me from the important stuff. And even at the end, like, I agree with you. Production design on this movie is fantastic. The, the costumes, the sets, everything looks fantastic. For that reason, I'm giving this movie a rent-it. Uh, is 
not a history buff, but as a person who has very little knowledge on the Civil War, I grew up in a 99% white community at a public school, so didn't really learn that much about the Civil the War. Civil War didn't happen at John's school. <laughs> well, it happened, but we just kind of like, oh, it's there, but we don't want to talk about the bad things that we've done, so move on. See, my, my high school started doing that a little bit. Um, they made my 11th grade U.S. history teacher cut down his Native American unit. <clears throat> That's an essential part of Wisconsin education standards, though. You're supposed to learn about Native American culture in Wisconsin history. Not anymore. <laughs> no child left behind. Come on. All right, Andy, what do you give it? I would give it a right under rent it. If it's on TV, so if it's on the History Channel, a watch it. Rent. <laughs> Yeah, I can, you can do if that. You stumble across a copy on the floor of some. Watch it on alley. TV is my rating. Um, I would a rating. Uh, the rating would be, yeah, watch it on TV. I I would give it a rent it or you know if it had pops on Netflix for sure watch it. But yeah, I'm I'm at a rent it right now. Make sure you have a pillow. Yes, it's or not that bad of a movie. Bed, you will probably fall asleep while watching it. Not that bad. I did not fall asleep. And like one of the other movies we'll talk about today. <laughs> All right, we're going to move what on. What is that? I'll give you a hint. It's not the next one. <laughs> All right. So we're we going to move on to the next movie, uh, The Neon Demon. We're going to play the trailer for that, and then we'll be back with our review of The Neon Demon. I see 20 or 30 girls come in here every day. From small towns with big dreams. Some girls crack under the pressure. You, you're going to be great. What's it feel like to walk into a room? It's like in the middle of winter. When inspiring model Jessie moves to Los Angeles, her youth and vitality are devoured by a group of beauty-obsessed women who will take any means necessary to get what she has. This is the latest Nicholas Wanding Refn movie, who also directed Drive, and he also directed Only God Forgives a couple of years back. And Bronson. Pusher Trilogy, is that his oh, thing? Trilogy, yeah, I think that's his as well. Okay, good, because I, I said it was earlier and I thought I was mistaken. <laughs> I didn't see the movie. What does she got? I don't know, to be honest with you. <laughs> Everyone kept saying, oh, she's so beautiful. I'm like, oh, I think she's average. Is that, is, is that bad? Is, am I like Brutal. falling into the, like, the plot of the movie? Am I just like the problem here? Yeah, you I are am the problem. one of those beauty-obsessed girls. <laughs> women, sorry, women. I'm the problem, Andy, so it's all right. That's all right, John. I'm right. the problem a lot, who, too. Who, who wants to lead off on this one? Nick, Nick I'm gonna, I mean, you, you like the movie the most, I think. So I did. So I was the only person at the theater. Um, Me too. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, <laughs> when I went, we had to see Free State of Jones instead because they canceled oh, yeah. our yeah, showing. They canceled our showing. Thank you, Marcus well, Oakdale, for canceling our showing 20 minutes before. Oh, yeah. For Finding Dory. Yeah. Seriously, we walked on our way to our theater of, for Free State of Jones. We went by four theaters that had Finding Dory in it. Yeah, there was a lot of Dory. Apparently, a lot of people are trying to find her. That's what I've a heard. Lot. <laughs> Any, right, Nick. Anyway, so, nice. <laughs> so the Neon Demon. Um, I really did like this movie. Does it have its faults? Definitely. <laughs> but for me, I feel like this is one of the most beautifully shot movies I've ever seen. Uh, the directing was great. The each camera angle felt like it had purpose. Uh, the lighting or the lack of um, the use of space or putting something in that um, basically every every part that makes a film was beautiful and I could not get enough of the cinematography and such uh, the characters I thought were good Ellie Fanning and um, Jenna Malone I both thought were fantastic uh, the rest were just so-so. None of them really stood out. But those two, as the main two people, they were brilliant. Um, so I was sucked into the movie. Uh, I was both engaged with the visual effects um, and the world that he put you in. And then also, I was also engaged in the story. So it had my full attention. And then this movie, it has a very dark overtone. A very dark overtone. Yes. Uh, which... I could say so this movie is about two hours long I could say for the first like hour hour or so it would be mostly a mainstream film but just with a dark dark tone and then the next 15 minutes it turns a really dark tone and the final half hour it just turns down what the heck am I watching you're you're, you're stumbling in pitch black yeah nice censorship too by the way yeah I so and this director if you don't know what he's all about he is all about pushing limits um he has described himself as a pornographer even uh when it comes to his movie making uh so he is definitely not a mainstream director um i feel like he could be but he just wants to keep pushing it and i think his goal is to make you uncomfortable i really do because uh, John and I were talking about this on the way over here. Uh, if this movie would have cut out the final uh, 10 to 15 minutes, it would have had just the same impact as it would have. And this movie wouldn't be so... I, uh, I want to say a I, bad word. I disagree but, to a point. Oh, but. No, the ending is just too far. It goes too far. And it's just... I mean, once when you see that, you can't unsee that. To, to, to clarify, uh, we, I really want to see it. Now. We, we, we are we're talking. Not we're, we're not going to spoil, but we're talking about the scene where they're dry. Like, there's another photo shoot that happens at the end yep. of the movie. That's what we're talking about. That we're not should have been cut. Correct. There was no reason for that. Tyler well, disagrees with us. See here. It. But whoa, oh, yeah, see it and <laughs> do it. Nick just gave his rating. <laughs> see it. I mean, if if you love what. If you love cinematic value of a film, you're going to like the movie. I'm not saying you're going to like the ending, and you might be traumatized for life. Oh. I wouldn't say it's that bad. I would think it's that bad. There's uh, a shot that's been haunting me yeah. since I saw the movie. I mean, like, it's not I, haunting me, oh, but it's, it's been, definitely, I, I won't forget it. Nick, um, you've done your job well. 
you're welcome. I'm seeing you. this movie Aww. immediately. Do it. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. Um, I I really did like this film a lot. Uh, I think I gave it an eight out of ten. Uh, but I gave I had to deduct it some uh, for the characters who I didn't feel fit in very well, other than the main two, and then also the last ten to fifteen minutes. It just was too far. But those are that's my thoughts, Tyler. All right, personally, Drive is probably in my top 20 films of all time. I absolutely adore Drive, which came out in 2011. I think it's definitely Nicholas Winding Refn's masterpiece if we just take into account what he's made so far and what oh, he will I'd, probably I'd, make in I'd the agree future. To that for sure. And he he's increasingly becoming what seems to be more of just a strictly visual director where his films are more in a way about visual art instead of being entertainment or a, a well-constructed narrative in general. And having seen Only God Forgives and Drive and this movie now, I'm consistently enjoying what he's doing, but I'm also a little bit sad that he is not putting, you know, a little bit of actual emotion in his films. And for me with The Neon Demon, you know, hands down, visually fantastic. The soundtrack is excellent. And the thing about this movie is that it's very much not about its characters or its narrative, I don't think. It's more about its message. And when we talk about what happens closer to that end, that is really an intense focus on the message and not necessarily the narrative of the film. And if it would have ended in the bathroom scene, it would have just had the same amount of impact I, as it would have. I, I may, it may have. I may agree with that as well, but I think what he's really wanting to do is really leaving you with images. And this movie is essentially about, you know, it's about the modeling industry, and it's about how vain people within this industry can be and how beauty can, in a way, corrupt and take over your whole life. And there are very disturbing scenes in this movie that really are there for the purpose of making sure you get the message loud and clear. And I per- I personally can't recommend this to any average moviegoer. Oh no. No, no. If 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 you don't if you don't look for art in movies, you should not go see this movie because See it anyway. It will shock and disturb you and it probably won't entertain you as much. Take your children. Anything? Yeah. That's no. my line, Nick. No. No, don't do not take do your not children. Take your children. Oh, definitely take them then. Andy, this is worse than Green Room. So This is oh man. no it is. It's if you it's want rough. me to take your kids, I'll do a field trip. <laughs> but uh, yeah, for, for, for me, Neon as well. Gosh, <laughs> this is getting scary. That anyway. candy's for me. <laughs> so for me personally, Neon Demon, very visually interesting movie. Great soundtrack. Really interesting to see something different being done with film by Nicholas Winding Refn. But he is really losing his touch on making stories that we can connect to and maybe that's that's what he wants to do you know but for me personally i will never go past drive with my admiration for his filmography now it's john's turn i hated only god forgives so i was not excited for this movie i was not a fan of that either i hated drive fantastic only god forgives trash like once again visually fantastic yes but there's like less of a narrative to that film than there's to this one visually beautiful but oh I <laughs> me the pillow, Tyler. What did you think? Oh, I know you like the uh, visual movies, the visuals. Yeah, Tyler you're you're forgives. the biggest Terrence Malick fan. Oh no, that I've ever seen. Ter- Terrence Malick is more of a, like a, a philosoph- uh, 
philosophical filmmaker with a great eye for visuals, but Nicholas Winding Refn is very much only about the visuals and not about philosophy or having any I, the, the, the message. This movie, I think, challenges I that, but I, I don't... Uh, I, can you explain what the triangle thing was for me? You're, you're, you're into philosophy, philo- the, the triangle, the trippy sequence? Oh, I don't, I don't know what the triangle was about. I don't know if that was some kind of, like, it keeps decision choice in terms of morals or... I don't know what the triangle was. There's a really trippy sequence in the middle of this movie that made me question why I was watching this movie. Because I'm like, this movie's not (laughs) meant for me. I'm Megan and I were the only two in the theater. I'm like, if I left, no one would know. They'll just keep playing the movie. Megan would know. (laughs) Huh? Megan would know. And you'd probably be in a lot of trouble if you left her there. (laughs) See, okay, this, this is not a philosophical movie. I don't think this is really a very scolding hot criticism of fashion and what we set for standards in society today when it comes to fashion and beauty in that industry. This movie is all about driving back the point of how depraved that is. It's not really trying to do anything more than that, I don't think. I'll agree with that. Elle Fanning, who I loved in Super 8, I really did not like her in this movie. I thought her acting was really kind of bad. Um, there was a part with red rum lipstick, and unfortunately, when I heard that, I kept trying to find the twist in the movie, thinking it was like The Shining. <laughs> so for the whole movie, I'm like, oh, they murdered people, they murdered people, and I'm like, no. It, I, I, I was really <laughs> overthinking. Oh, this darn, thing. they didn't kill Where's people. Where's the twist? Yeah. Where's the twist? Yeah, Megan told me I had to calm down because I kept thinking about the lipstick, and when she's drawing like this face on the, the mirror, I'm like, oh, she murdered everybody. And yeah, that's not really what happened. Uh, cinematography fantastic by Natasha Brayer. Uh, we'll go with that. Who also shot uh, Drive, I believe. Uh, the score by Cliff, uh, Mart- Cliff Martinez. Cliff Martinez was fantastic. It reminded me of Under the Skin, which is another movie I and Blade Runner. I got a big Blade Runner vibe. Oh, I agree with that. I can't remember who who the name of the person, the artist that did the soundtrack for Blade Runner, but it was very similar. I'm gonna look it up right now. So we should get him to do the score for Blade Runner too, if he's still alive. Oh, Cliff Martinez is still alive. I don't know if the guy who did the original one is still alive. Apparently, uh, Cliff. Yeah, Cliff Martinez was the soundtrack correct uh my big fantastic my big note that I, I, go ahead. i'm definitely gonna download it i already youtubed quite a few songs uh, uh there's one song called like the demon dance which sounds really dark which it is is it that the trippy sequence yeah it's that trippy <laughs> strobe light scene fantastic song okay uh, yeah blade runner was done by vangelis who is actually still alive look at this guy I don't think he's going to be alive for long. I don't know. He's 73 now. <laughs> I don't know if he's still actually making If Keith Richards is alive, anyone can be. <laughs> he looks like a dark Santa Claus. <laughs> he does look like evil Santa Claus. Santa went into rehab. That's what he looks like. My big note for the movie is it's style over substance. I just don't. Yep. Yeah, there's a message there in the movie. It comes at the end, but I just... I don't care about the fashion industry. I don't care about the L.A. lifestyle. I left that for good reason, and I just... I, I The film was fine. It, it could have been an, an hour and a half, still got the message across, went on for too long. That's my big takeaway. See, for me, I don't know if anyone else agrees with this, but if I'm going to watch a really difficult-to-grasp <laughs> art film, I want to usually have an emotional connection to it. I don't want to just be shocked by it. 
if I'm gonna really dive into a really complex movie, I usually want to have some sort of emotional connection to the characters or the story or the message. Did you have that? Not with this movie. <laughs> did you have, no, the, did you have that with 2001: The Space Odyssey? Yes. Okay. They're different. <laughs> I, I, I consider them both Iron House films, so that's why I'm. Drive. I had a great connection to Drive. Right, Drive. Um, my ratings can be skip it. I don't think this movie. I mean, it has great cinematography, great score. Just look at stills from the movie. Just go on Google. And look at stills <laughs> from the movie. You'll get this. That's a nice picture. <laughs> I could frame that. You know, you could. Like, you could. You could. You could freeze any part of this movie and frame it and put it in an art gallery and call it modern art. You could do that. Yeah, you really could. Like sure. that's and that's not a. I mean, it's a kind of a backhanded compliment, but that's kind of where I'm at with the movie. For me, I would have two different ratings for this. I would be like, if you define yourself as a film buff. Or if you don't Like if you're just looking for like pure entertainment Then this is a for sure skip it Possibly even a let it burn Um Don't let your children see it (laughs) Yeah no 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 don't let your yeah Uh but if you do define yourself as a film buff And you really do enjoy A good cinematic experience For like the visual effects And the key aspects to like Make a film like good then this is a for sure see it because like i said for me this this world of uh the visual effects uh was just mesmerizing it was gorgeous so for me it'd be a see it for that factor if you want to know what it's like to be in an empty theater see it (laughs) but uh for me personally if you're if you're not a film buff skip it don't watch it. You will probably you won't enjoy it. If you are a film buff, I would give it a rented because it's not exactly a a lonely theater experience. But giving it a rent and watching it at home would maybe be worth it. All right, we're going to move on to our next review, which is going to be Independence Day Resurgence. So here is the trailer for John loves it. I do resurgence. <laughs> In 1996, the world escaped the clutches of extinction. Your father was the bravest man I've ever seen. We all lost someone we love. But in their sacrifice, we found the technology to build a stronger and safer Earth. Because our survival is only possible when we stand together. They're not screaming. They're celebrating. They're coming back. It has its own gravity. What goes up must come down. Shouldn't we be nervous? Um, yeah. Two decades after the first Independence Day invasion, Earth is faced with an extra, a new extra solar threat. Extra solar. That's what it says. Well, but, that's incorrect. But when... Picture the first movie. It's no, that. extra solar means they're from a different sun. I meant skin cancer. No. <laughs> All right, forget it. There's this new alien invasion. Everyone's aliens back. Attacking. There's a bigger ship. They come back. Bigger aliens. Did anybody They're like the Terminator? They came back. But this time, Will Smith's not there to save them. Did anybody have a great connection to the first Independence Day? Came out in 1996. Yes. No. Okay. So, so two, two, two people at this table do, and two do not. 
So, who wants to? Which one of you two would like to start? I would like to start. All right, Nick, go so ahead. I can smash this movie to bits. A- Andy hasn't seen it yet. So, oh, Andy, you haven't seen uh, you haven't seen this movie yet? I did. Why am I mixing people up? <laughs> Sorry, I'm just yeah. I saw I it. Like um, I'm just gonna. I saw it yesterday. Down. He got out of his cave to see this movie. Um. So this movie. Okay. So. If you guys have seen Independence Day, which a vast majority probably of you have, I want you to picture that movie. Uh, picture everything good about it. Picture, you know, the special <laughs> effects, the acting, <laughs> the emotion, the feeling, all of that, and just take it all away. And that's what this movie is. Um, it's essentially the first one, except doing it over with bigger special effects that aren't better. I don't know. Every time I see the the, the dog jumping away from the explosion, I would always laugh because that was bad CGI. <laughs> that was bad CGI. That was bad CGI. Okay, so the first one, I'm not gonna. That's not a. It's not a perfect movie, but it's 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 fun. Stupid. Um, it's good. Like yeah, it's, it's good. Like, it's great to turn your it's, brain off for a couple hours. Right. And it's just... corny. It's good entertainment. Will Smith and. Uh, Jeff, Jeff Goldblum. Goldblum. Yeah, Jeff Goldblum. Why can't I think uh, of the name? Bill Pullman. Pullman, yeah. Yeah, they had a great chemistry in the film, and it was actually fun. It had heart. It had emotion. It had humor. And this movie had none of that. The new characters, all garbage. Will Smith's son, I'm sorry. He's a terrible actor. But he was actor. a terrible actor. He's discount terrible. Will Smith. He was awful. That's a bargain Will Smith. Oh. Um, when Tyler and I went to see X-Men, one of the previews was for that, and that was the first thing I said when I saw the, when I saw the preview. I was like, that's a discount Will Smith. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is like the buy, something you get from like buy one, get one free or something. Like, he's not even discounted. He's just awful. I'm sorry. Will Smith trash. pooped him out. He did. <laughs> yeah. But he was just awful. What's his name? Uh, Liam Hemsworth. Hemsworth. He plays the same character in every movie. I mean, he's okay. He just never stands out. I don't, think, brother any, I don't think any of the Hemsworth actors have much range. <laughs> They're kind Rush. Of just... Rush. Chris Hemsworth yeah. is good. Uh, slight range. Chris Hemsworth is good. Uh, he's Liam, better. Liam, not <laughs> so much. better, sorry. that's for sure. Um, and then the love interest, bad. Do you know who the president's daughter was in the original film? Mae Whitman. Yep. If you don't know who Mae Whitman is, uh, she was the main actress in the movie The Duff, Duff. which she is a great actress. I don't know why she wasn't starting this. If she wasn't put in this because she's not maybe a quote unquote like beautiful blonde or whatever. I I think she's a comedic actor, like primarily, like that's all she's done. And this film could have used humor. It was so dry. It was awful. I'm sorry. I like... I gave this movie a 4 out of 10 when I first reviewed it. Thinking about it since then, I would definitely drop that. I'd probably give it either a 2. Probably a 2 out of 10. Uh, I did. The special effects, there were some good special effects. I don't think you can deny that there were some... Things were okay. The, the, the big question: Warcraft or Independence Day Resurgence? <laughs> oh, Independence Day. Warcraft was garbage. That was garbage. Anyway, but yeah, what? Warcraft was trash. So yeah, this movie I just did not like it. I could not wait for the movie to be over. And then at the ending, when they're like, "Oh, we're gonna set up a third movie," I'm like, "Yeah, really." Really, you know it's gonna happen. Oh, of course it's gonna happen. It shouldn't happen, but it's gonna. It will. It'll be direct to Netflix. 
No, it won't. They're no, going to make it so big that spaceship is going to be bigger than Earth, <laughs> and there's no way they're going to just put it straight to Netflix. It's going to be Unicron for Transformers <laughs> fans out there. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I'm sorry. I just hated this movie. Yeah, I have nothing good to say about it other than Jeff Goldblum. And I did like, there was like, I don't know if that's a, I don't want to say because it, it's kind of a Plot no, spoiler. don't. Let's not give anything away. Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. You can spoil this movie. What? You can spoil the movie. All right. I, Spoilers I thought, I thought in three. Everybody knows two, how it's going to end. One. There's a big mother alien, and she. Oh no way! And what? she was actually pretty cool because she was huge. Rip-off. Huh? Alien ripoff. Yeah, complete. It aliens. was an alien ripoff. A- aliens ripoff. Sorry. Yeah, like I, I wrote that down in my notes. But that was kind of interesting. I I thought that that was actually relatively decent. From yeah, because it was copied from another <laughs> <movie>. right. <laughs> fantastic movie. Right. So yeah, I'm sorry. I've rambled too long about this movie. Somebody else ripped apart. Right. All right. I was or Andy. Oh, no, you, you, you go. You, right go. you like to defend this any more than me. The original. So you go, and then okay. I will trash it later. I um, my review's the same as Nick's. Not as harsh. I didn't hate it. It was probably what it was meant to be. It's a generic summer blockbuster. There's nothing more to it than that. There's lots of explosions, lots of spaceships, lots of monuments getting destroyed. Um, If you want to go and just not think about anything for a little bit (laughs) and not enjoy the movie very much but just want to see some stuff blow up, go see it. But if you don't want to waste your money, probably stay at home and watch the original. I bought the original and I watched it and I, like when it came out on Blu-ray. Why would you buy it? It's on TV every day. <laughs> because I wanted it on Blu-ray, and I Just, I can't tell you a thing like that happened in the movie that's like eventful to remember, other than them destroying the White House, which is the poster. So destroying the White House, they're given the, the speech. Will Smith punches speech. an alien. Yeah, there was another oh, the, speech the, the, in this movie. Speech. It's just yeah. not nearly as good. The first movie. The first movie. That's because the first. That's an epic movie, speech. Yeah, well, you one, can't deny that. That speech is amazing. Well, it's a great speech. They played again in this movie. So <laughs> no, it's a it's a Happy dumbed down Andy. version of that epic speech. No, but I'm saying like the, the first speech is in the very also, beginning of this movie. Yeah, I have a problem with these aliens' tactical abilities. Why would you come back on Independence Day again? I completely never the irony, man. <laughs> but like, they beat you last time. Just blow up the planet. It could just be any. Oh, it could wanted, be any random they, they day. They wanted the molten core for they energy. Core. Okay. Well then, God, this movie's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> just make an alien virus that we don't have an immunity to, and just kill everyone with a virus. Smallpox blanket us. But America, Andy. We can't survive alien disease. Americans could do anything. Oh man, with this movie, what they should have done? Just had Chuck Norris driving a Ford F one fifty right into the mothership. Awesome. Just roundhouse kick it back to whatever the planet they're from. I don't yeah. like any Chuck Norris <laughs> movies. They're all bad. <laughs> but the jokes are good. I saw him kick a bear once on TV. Was it in Walker, Texas Ranger? It was. Yeah. We have gotten really far off yeah, track. Back okay. to That's how bad the movie is. I liked Brett Spiner in the movie. I thought it was funny. Who's see the scientist guy? He is a scientist. He had guy. way too much oh. airtime. I'm sorry. What? Oh, see, yeah, I, I, I laughed more at him than I did at Popstar. So just gonna oh, wow. throw that out oh, there. That's too no, much. No, that's a no. Low you low. did yes, not. Yes, I did. Credit. Yes, call I Megan. Did. Tyler, call Megan now. Okay, I don't know <laughs> she, the number. Wait, she's, she's at work. She's at work. I'm gonna. Uh, everyone, I'll I will. I will call Megan after this. <laughs> 
and I will get back to you next and she week. she will say that I have laughed much more at him. Like, I, I enjoyed him. I thought he was fun. He was very over the top. Everyone else was too serious, and he's just like, screw it. I'm going to do what I want. See, and that's why they needed Will Smith. Will Smith is way too serious now to be in this movie. Like, I'm looking I, for that Oscar. He's never going to get it. Not going to find an Independence Day research or Suicide Squad for that matter. No. Yeah, but that's a big paycheck. What he should do is do Muhammad Two, just just Ali Two, because he was close for the original. Yeah. Played Ali the boxer, and now he's going to play Ali the person that died. Yeah, the guy with Parkinson's. His uh, his journey from being the the greatest to that actually would be really interesting. I know, right? I'd actually would like to see I would that. love to watch that we movie. pitch this idea. Will Smith, if you are one of the 30 people that <laughs> listens to this podcast, this. I will like some credit. Nick and Andy will write you the script. We'll get on it. Well, Nick will do the... We'll be like Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, and I'll be Ben Affleck, and he'll be Matt Damon. <laughs> I'll just sit on the couch and eat Cheetos while Nick writes, and we'll put my name on it. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. Um, <laughs> this movie was like a video game, I and I wasn't playing the game. I fell asleep at some point during the third act, so I don't really know... Oh, what, I did not. I don't know what happened to the old president. I know that he was going to go off and do something and i woke up and he was gone so i'm assuming i know what happened but <laughs> <laughs> he was there and then he wasn't we get the picture <laughs> maybe he just vanished i really don't know he retired to a nice island and yeah, he, he might have um <laughs> he went out to a farm out west <laughs> <laughs> there's lots of other former presidents there they run and play and give speeches to each other i, I <laughs> Uh, there's there's way the, the kids who show up in this movie when they go on the bus that's there for no stupid reason. Uh, I was very upset. Like there's so many people who should have died who didn't die. And everyone, thousands of people around them did die, but the important people don't. It's so stupid. Uh, there's no consequences. Nothing's at stake other than the world, but it feels like nothing's actually <laughs> at stake. Nothing's at stake. Tagline for this world. movie. <laughs> nothing's really at stake except the world. <laughs> but no, whatever. Nothing serious. That's going to be the slogan for the next one. We have Jeff Goldblum. We're fine. He's smart. Uh, He's good at math. I gave the movie a skip it. Skip it. Hey, I haven't even caught yet, you guys. <laughs> hey, uh, Tyler, go. All right. I didn't like the first one that much. This movie I thought was okay at first, and then it got worse the more I thought about it. <laughs> um, this is honestly the definition of a shallow movie. This is a, a shallow high schooler that you don't want to hang out with anymore. There were actually kids in my grade that made some pretty... They were bad, but they were better than this. Yeah, this this was overall... Nobody was this bad. <laughs> this was not a very good movie. And I was thrown for a loop by, like, some of the characters just felt off. Like, they were trying to get the colorful cast of characters going, and it was just weird. They even had, like, one of the main actresses that works with Lars von Trier a lot, and that really kind of weirded me out a bit because she does not fit in a blockbuster movie. She fits in weird Lars von Trier movies. And, uh... Yeah, I would also give it a skip it. Skip it. Skip it. I do have a quick question for you, Andy. Is this worse or better than Batman v Superman? Better. <laughs> worse. I didn't want to go up to the roof of the movie theater and jump off headfirst. Don't worry, there's an better. R-rated cut coming out soon that'll fix all the problems you had with and the you movie. you know what the worst part is? You're going to buy it like me. Yeah. <laughs> I hate it. 
I hate the movie. And you're still gonna buy it. And you're I'm still. still it's got. Him. It's got the Batman symbol on the front. So I'm gonna throw my money at it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, actually, I mean, I am excited. Or not excited. I think that's way too strong of a word. I am super I'm enthused. Curious. I'm curious to see how the extended edition is. Yeah, but Jesse Eisenberg's sh- shitty Lex Luthor is still going to be in it. That's true. But He's I don't not know, the problem with the movie. We've maybe been maybe over this. He is one of the problems. All right, we're moving on. We're going to play uh, our little jingle My here. My girlfriend liked him, though, a lot. He was her favorite part of the movie. Oh, She's here right now and we're yeah, all shaming her We're going to talk later about that problem uh, Alright, we're going to play our jingle And we're going to move on to our top five Top five alien invasion films Let's all go to the lobby Let's all go to the lobby Let's all go to the lobby To get ourselves a treat Delicious things to eat The popcorn can't be beat the sparkling drinks are just dandy The chocolate bars and the candy So let's all go to the lobby To get ourselves a treat Let's all go to the lobby To get ourselves a treat Alright, we're back with our top five alien invasion films Does anybody have any rules that they set in place for this? No, sir. You have aliens. I, I personally just made sure that the aliens were invading in some fashion and that the alien invasion part of it for me was important to the plot. Oh, well, the man number five probably. Well, no, it's important um, to the plot. What did Andy do? Well, well, one of mine is just a battle with humans from aliens. <laughs> uh, and then one of them is a type of invasion. In one movie, they saw an alien <laughs> once, and that was it. They thought... <laughs> it was a hallucination. I'll start off with my number five. So high. My number, <laughs> my number five is going to be the uh, cheat, I guess, for the list. It's going to be 2012's The Avengers. Oh, everybody! Yeah. Woo! Did I cheat? You did, were you, were you, what? No, no, no that's works. good. You're yeah, fine. awesome. Aliens invaded. They were there. <laughs> I saw him. Well, Iron Man blew him up. <laughs> so uh, the Chitari are kind of very forgettable aliens, but I had a lot of fun during their invasion sequence. So it had to make my list, and I had to have a fun movie. You had to have a Marvel movie on there. Didn't I, you? Uh, most of my other movies aren't that fun, so I kind of wanted to have a fun <laughs> movie on my list. Well, so, I'll be happy before I get really sad. Yeah, number five, uh, the Avengers. My number five is the original Independence Day. In less than an hour. Aircraft from here will join others from around the world. And you will be launching the largest aerial battle in the history of mankind. Mankind, that word should have new meaning for all of us today. We can't be consumed by our petty differences anymore. We will be united in our common interest. Perhaps fate that today is the 4th of July and you will once again be fighting for our freedom not from tyranny oppression or persecution but from annihilation we're fighting for our right to live to exist and should we win the day The 4th of July will no longer be known as an American holiday. 
But as the day when the world declared in one voice, we will not go quietly into the night, we will not vanish without a fight, we're going to live on. We're going to survive. Today, we celebrate our Independence Day. Screw you guys. I like it. It's fun. Don't give me that look, Tyler. Low quality person. I can always count on it to be there on the 4th of July on the USA channel. And yet it's I'm, always there when you need it. And I never saw it. <laughs> so It'll be there in a week. I'll be on vacation. <clears throat> you can still watch it. They have an app probably. <laughs> Not <laughs> the Independence Day app. <laughs> Just the movie on a constant loop. It only, no, it only plays on the 4th of July. <laughs> you have to keep the app installed 365 days a year to watch it one day. My number five is Signs, uh, directed by M. Night Shyamalan Ding Dong. Um, <laughs> but this, I think, is his really, it's his last really good movie. Um, was this after last Airbender guys? Come on, was this great movie? Before or after? I thought this was after. This was after. Oh, I was after. Okay, yeah. yeah. But this is a really good movie. Uh, it has a great cast: Mel Gibson and Joaquin Phoenix. It's a very tense movie. It's I don't know. It's very well written, very well directed. Uh, the tension you can cut that with a knife. Uh, it really is a good film. Uh, I really oh, do yes. enjoy this movie. Uh, every now and then, I kind of feel the urge to watch it again. So it is a very good film. Agreed. Not every Fourth of July, though. <laughs> That's true. Like Independence. But tune into my next one, Andy. <laughs> oh, hint, hint. All right, uh, my number five. Some people don't like, but it's 2005's War of the Worlds with Tom Cruise. Some people give this movie a lot of flack, but growing up, I really enjoyed watching this movie, and I think this movie more than most alien invasion movies really gets the sense of dread down. Because it's really almost more like a cross-country trip where you're just trying not to get killed by aliens. And I think that the sense of dread in this movie is really palpable, and that's one reason I do really love War of the Worlds. My number four is going to be a film that came out in the 2000s. I don't remember the exact year, uh, but it's going to be Cloverfield, directed by Matt Reeves. I love the movie. I love the found footage gimmick, I guess, for the film. And yeah, it was a great movie, great monster design, great everything, great acting actually in it, and definitely worth checking out. Uh, my number four is E.T. And though it is not a traditional invasion, he's invading the mind of chil- the minds of children. <laughs> that sounds bad. And he is an alien. None of it is nothing. He's good. It's a good invasion, and he definitely invades their privacy a little bit. I love ET, but I don't think this counts. I still haven't seen ET. What? Maybe bits of it when I was a kid. I haven't. Seen oh, for it shame! So much of we also didn't. We also didn't see the Jungle Book until like this year. Yeah. Wait, the original? Yeah. Oh, you're trash. Well, no, I've seen it now, and I, re- I remembered most of the songs from it. I just don't remember watching it. Tyler, as you're 22. You should have seen it by now. 23. Are you? That's even worse. Why would you tell me that? What? You've had 23 years to see it. It's been out since the 60s. I've seen it now, okay? It's done. Shame. All right, Nick, go ahead. Anyway. Just a little thing. I thought of, like, doing something kind of funny. I didn't do it, but I thought about it. Um, I thought about putting uh, my number four as Borat. <laughs> since he is... <laughs> since he is an immigrant, which you could construe as an alien, and he was invading America. 
I thought that would have been funny. Uh, but I didn't do it. I'm changing my number five. <laughs> uh, number four, I did it in Independence Day. Like I said, I really do enjoy this movie. I think it's a lot of fun. It's mindless entertainment that actually is very enjoyable. We've already discussed this, but yeah, it's number four. Every time I think of that movie, all I can think of is the dog jumping from the explosion. That's because you're overly it. critical. That's what happens when you watch Independence Day. As a that Tyler, dog is an American hero, Tyler. That's all that's Tyler, nothing. You and John just don't like anything. I'm an adult, okay? You two just don't like anything. I'm an all right. adult. My number four is a rather unconventional pick, but it had to kind of sneak its way on. It's 2001 A Space Odyssey. Because technically aliens do invade at the beginning, and they're the reason why humans are humans. And in a way, this is almost a reverse alien invasion because it's them invading us, and then us, in a way, invading them. It's not an alien, it's God. Yes, but that's up for debate. It's still an invasion. And my number four is 2001 All right. Space Odyssey. I don't Odyssey. feel so bad about E.T. now. We're getting too yeah, deep I, I think yours now. is worse. Oh, definitely, 100%. But I'm going to pretend like it's not. My number three is Invasion of the Body Snatchers, the 1956 movie. If you don't, if you won't, if you fail to understand, then the same incredible terror that's menacing me will strike at you! Stop and listen! Stop and listen to me! Listen! Listen! Listen to me! They're not human! Everyone! They're here already! You're next! Uh, definitely one of those Red Scare movies. It probably doesn't hold up that well now, but back then, when everyone's so worried about communists taking over everybody, uh, it's a fantastic film. Kind of creepy. Once again, doesn't hold up that well now. It's kind of cheesy, but if you enjoy uh, the blacklist and uh, the Red Scare throughout history, that's a, definitely a film to check out. Uh, my next one is Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Classic alien movie. I didn't even think about that, and I love that movie. Shame I know you do. You, Jonathan. I was like, hey, me and John are finally going to have one in common this week. Yay. I think you're just going with Steven Spielberg movies at this point now. <laughs> <laughs> next is Jaws. That two. shark is definitely not a normal shark. It's not. It's way too big. <laughs> alien shark. I've seen I've seen Bruce. He's way too big to be a North Atlantic great white shark. Totally unbelievable. <laughs> Took me right out of the movie. Josh is trash. <laughs> Couldn't enjoy it. Shallows is better. <laughs> uh, my number three, and I figured I would get some flack for this from, I think, Tyler, because he's the biggest butthead here. Um, <laughs> what are you going to say? It's The Watch, say? the comedy movie. Yeah. You're getting flack from me from this one. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. It's not a great movie, but it has... It's not a great movie. It has Richard Ayoday in it, who has directed The Devil and Submarine, and I love him as a director, as an actor in IT crowd, and so I'll give you that. Okay. But uh, Vince Vaughn, Ben Stiller, Jonah Hill, and what's that guy from British? I just said his name. <laughs> oh, that. Richard Ayoday or yeah, Ayoday. Yeah, sorry. I um, think he was the director, too, I want to say. I don't think he directed it. Yeah, I'm going to look that up. You I keep, forget. You keep talking. Uh... But this is kind of a guilty pleasure movie. I realize it's not a good movie, but I think, like, I always laugh hysterically when I watch this movie. I think it, it really is funny. Um, it's way over the top, and it's just stupid and silly, but it's very enjoyable for me. Uh, so I really do, and I really do like this movie. If you're looking for a good comedy, I think I would recommend it. 
Okay, it was not directed by him, but it was directed by uh, Akiva Schaefer, who directed Popstar. Never, ah. stopped, never stopping. Well, Popstar is right funnier now. than The Watch. So. Yeah. Whoa. Wow. Shots fired. All right, uh, my number fired. three is District 9 from 2009. Because for me, District 9 really kind of spins the whole alien invasion film on its head. Because in a way, you do have aliens invading, except they are being essentially tortured by us instead of them conquering and torturing us. So it's kind of a nice little reversal on the classic formula. And uh, that's why I chose District 9. Please don't mess up the new alien, Neil Blokamp. Please. Yeah, which hopefully doesn't come out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my number two was going to be Attack the Block, the uh, British movie directed by Joel Cornish. Uh, I love the movie. It's one of those movies that you think the aliens are invading, they're the bad guys, but maybe the bad guys are actually kind of already there. It's got Finn. Kind of something like uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane tried to do as well. Another great movie, honorable mention. But yeah, Attack the Block does have Finn in it, so which confused me to see him pull off an American accent in Star Wars. But yeah, Attack the Block, number two. Mine is the original Predator. It's just fun. Um, Get to the chopper. (laughs) Exactly, yeah. I mean, come on. It has some of Arnold's best lines, like, get to the chopper and... Oh, wait, I love that one. One more time. Okay. (laughs) Best line Arnold's ever had. Ever. (laughs) Including Terminator and Terminator 2. You're forgetting the classic Batman and Robin. What about Jingle All the Way? (laughs) That's true. Why don't you guys chill out? (laughs) That's pretty good. I did, I did like all of his ice puns. <laughs> all right, Nick, go ahead. Uh, my number two is 10 Cloverfield Lane. Which I think this kind of a spoiler. <laughs> well, if you haven't seen this movie, you should. <laughs> I, I don't know. It totally does. <laughs> it is John. You gotta put a spoiler tag. <laughs> it is a spoiler, but there's an invasion. I'm sorry. <laughs> It's a Cloverfield movie. I think you're expecting an invasion. <laughs> this was months ago, too. <laughs> the point of the movie is that you don't know. <laughs> well, see the damn movie. I'm sorry. But why would they not? You ruined it. <laughs> Watch it for the experience. But I liked it. I was gonna. I was gonna say either Cloverfield, uh, Ten Cloverfield Lane, or Cloverfield. I mean, I can kind of interject them both because I really do enjoy both of them. But Ten Cloverfield Lane is a better movie, in my opinion. Um, even though it's barely sci-fi, it's more of just a thriller. But I still really like it. It. Yeah. I'm sorry if I spoiled the movie for you, but. Get over it. I don't Send know. Send in feedback to Filmology. <laughs> Blame Nick. Yeah. Address everything to Nick. <laughs> 
All right. Uh, my number two has already been said once, but it is 2002 Signs. Uh, M. Night Shyamalan honestly produced some fantastic films in the late 90s and early 2000s, and then I don't know what happened. It seems to have, like, the Coppola the issue. Visit. The visit's still good, but it's not the, the same level. But Signs is honestly one of my favorite sci-fi films and one of my favorite horror films. And honestly, I remember first seeing it when I was 12 or 13, and I had nightmares for two weeks. Exactly. I had two weeks of torturous lack of sleep because of this movie, and that's why I will never, ever forget it. And it's my number two. My number one has already been mentioned. It's Tyler's number five, the War of the War, War of the Worlds from two thousand five. That's your number one. It's my number one. Um, it came out, and of course, in two thousand five, the War on Terror was in full swing, and this movie is a direct response to that. It's a direct response to well, Steven Spielberg's response and having the towers fall in nine eleven. You see that direct imagery when the aliens. I don't want to say invade because they're already here. They rise up from the ground. Kind of interesting way to do it. But uh, I, I love the movie. Uh, it's a great movie. I know a lot of people have problems with it. A lot of people hate the ending. Well, you hate a book that's 100 years old at this point. Grow up. So Get over it. Yeah. Uh, my number one, War of the Worlds. My number one is Alien. Plain and simple, but they're not invading. I love that they're movie, invading but they're the not ship. Invading. <laughs> <laughs> you are stretching this. Oh, they're invading yeah. the ship, but they, they, they bring they, they bring personal bubble. They bring the alien. They invade the crap out of people's bubbles. I, I will allow it because I love aliens so much. That's the only reason I put it. So, like, I'll I, I actually had this internal debate. I was like, it's not an invasion movie, but it's the best alien movie. He invaded that guy's body. I think he did. Aliens is the best alien movie. No. <laughs> just, just, just. No. No. Wait. No. I'm changing my number one to Pixels. <laughs> wow. For those of you listening, I did that with a straight face. Hey, Bob, go, go read that mic for us. He's off. <laughs> no, Bob, don't do it. <laughs> don't take away my voice. <laughs> Before Andy can ruin anything more, uh, my number one, and I'm happy you two haven't said this so far, is Edge of Tomorrow. Honorable mention. Oh, oh mention. really? Yeah. Oh, I think this is one of the best sci-fi movies for sure in the last decade. Oh, yeah. It's up and there. Probably top ten ever made, in my opinion. I really, really like this movie. For sci-fi action, definitely. For sci-fi action, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a great movie. The special effects are fantastic. The acting's great. The plot is really, really good. I mean, yeah, it's kind of a copy from Groundhog Day, but it's... The director's based it on a video game. That was yeah. his, that was his inspiration. Yeah, a lot of people didn't know that. So it's based off a of manga or... Isn't it? I, I think he said he based it around the concept of a video game no, and respawning. And that. I mean, there I are a right. buttload of mangas and animes about yeah, video games, so. Yep. Too many. But yeah, it's a great movie. Uh, Never too Tom many Cruise, uh, Emily Blunt, they're both fantastic in it. Uh, yes. it. It really is such a great action sci-fi movie. I, a, yeah. I love it. I watched it. Uh, I saw it opening day with my brother. Uh, I went back the next day, saw it again, and then I bought it, and then I watched it when I bought it, and then I bought it. I mean, watched it <laughs> with Tyler. You buy it. Uh, watched it with Tyler. Nick and my has roommates. 412 <laughs> copies of Edge of Tomorrow. You're the reason we're getting a sequel. Hey, good, good job. Do that for every movie. Are you doing a sequel? Uh, they're supposed to, it's in development, but that doesn't mean it's going to happen. 
before I, be I do my number one, a quick shout out to if you're listening, Ryan, who still has my copy of Edge of Tomorrow from like a year ago. <laughs> I know you moved to the Wait. cities. Oh, okay, that Ryan. That Ryan, yeah. So please, please bring it back soon if you're listening to this. He's not Tyler. He's not. But I wish he would. He's be. too rich and busy. He for likes us. podcasts though. We can make him listen. All right, my number one has not been said yet, and I am very surprised that no one else thought of this movie. It was what? But it is 2002's Lilo and Stitch. His name is Stitch. Oh, great. He's loose. And he's coming to our galaxy this summer. Disney's Lilo and Stitch. So you're from outer space. I heard the surfing's choice. I don't know how all of you ignore Lilo and Stitch, but Lilo and Stitch for me is, is in a way, one of the ultimate alien invasion movies because it gives us a more heartfelt look at what happens when an alien feels out of place. Yes. But Lilo and Stitch, fantastic Disney animated movie, and I think it deals with the topic of alien invasion in an excellent way that's also great for kids. And there's plenty of Elvis music and Hawaii music in it, which makes it even better. My number one is Lilo and Stitch. I love Lilo and Stitch. I completely forgot about it. Honorable um, uh, uh, mentions, Lilo and Stitch. Uh, the, th- <laughs> uh, the Thing is another honorable mention. And uh, Edge of Tomorrow was also another one I had. Andy, do you have any? Or do you have to start? Uh, I mean, you guys actually said my honorable mentions. So. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, I had, yeah, they were Predator, Edge so, Tomorrow, they were on your list, World, so. and Pacific Rim. I wanted to put on there, but I wasn't sure about that one. Um, uh, they invade from they another invade, dimension. But are they really the aliens? Technically. Just as much as ET but, invades, but, it works. For but technically, kaiju aren't aliens. You're overthinking this. What are they then? I mean, they're kaiju. Is an alien? You can make. <laughs> they're, they're still they're giant alien alien reptile suits that are being piloted by other aliens, and they are coming to Earth. Man. Alien invasion. Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually right. surprised you didn't have it though. No, I wanted to put it on, but there were just too many other good movies to pick from. No, but. Tyler, this was your chance to give up Edge of Tomorrow as well. Should have left off 2001 Space Odyssey. Uh, Probably. Next. I should have left off (laughs) E.T. But, like, I thought of it right away and I was like, no, it's not. But it'll make John angry, so. I love E.T. I have a lot of of stories about E.T. I know. I was expecting you to be more upset about it and I'm kind of disappointed. I love (laughs) E.T. I'm more upset about Lilo and Stitch. I forgot it. <laughs> uh, on next week's show, we are going to be reviewing The Shallows, Swiss Army Man, The BFG, and Legend of Tarzan. Holy crap. Yeah. Top five. going to be busy. <laughs> top five. is going to be top five movies of 2016 so far. We're going to be at that halfway point in the year. Should, should we make quick quick predictions? Best and worst movie of next week. Everybody go. What, what, what do you think right off the bat? Well, here's a problem. Most of us have seen one, one of the movies already. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll just say mine. I'm guessing best will be Swiss Army Man, and worst will be Tarzan. I'd agree with that. Although the Shallows was... Shallows was very good. Wait, hold, we, we can't talk about it. <gasps> <laughs> Nick just sneezed. I made him sneeze with my magic sneezing power so that he Don't couldn't talk. talk about the movie. Achoo! I agree with you, actually. Swiss Army Man and Legend of Tarzan is going to be the worst. Tarzan's gonna be. Watch bad. it just blow your freaking mind. I'll be super happy if it does. 
It won't. The, well, the B, the, <laughs> but it could. I'm not that excited for the BFG, though, either. It'll blow so. your mind in the wrong way. Like, how can this be so bad? I don't know. Which might make it fun. Gods of Egypt, fun. Because I, I hated that. <laughs> Wait, what? Scarlett Johansson in that one, right? No. Or is she in... Oh, never mind. She's in... What are you talking about? Um, Tarzan is Margot Robbie. Tarzan yeah, Margot Robbie. Robbie. Yeah. And I think one other big name. Alexander Skarsgård or something. Yeah. Okay, not looking forward to it. Um... <laughs> Alright, so if you guys have any questions, comments, concerns You can email them to filmologyshow at gmail.com Or comment on the Facebook page At Filmology Show This has been Johnny G from Filmology Today I've been joined with Andy Tiedemann Nick Weninger in the Average Man Review Tyler Ruzo, follower of film And my girlfriend Eva is also here But she won't talk No, make her talk now Say hi Hello she did it! She does exist. She's part of the group now. <laughs> now no one can say you don't exist. Because <laughs> people are saying that every day to you. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody believes I have a girlfriend. I don't know why. All right. We're going to have unpleasant. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy your weekend film, guys. Bye. Go see movies. You are not the president. No one who leads so many could possibly kneel so quickly. I'm the man they're protecting. I'm the president. I'll kneel before you if it will save lives. It will. Starting with your own.